0: the prayer of our hearts again this morning The Lord to you we surrender all we surrender all Lord because we thank you this morning that you first surrendered your life for us upon the cross that this morning we could stand recognize that sacrifice that you paid with your life to ransom ours So we could stand this morning and say to you, we surrender all. Lord, as we look to your word this morning, let's pray our hearts would be open to receive this word. God, would you speak into our hearts afresh this day in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you this morning. You can grab a seat. Thank you, team. How are you all doing Christmas Eve? Doing all right? All right. Good. Good. Well, today, it's my privilege to share the word with you. We're part three of our three-part mini-series. We've already had hope, and we've already spoken on joy last week. And this week, I want to speak to you about what authentic peace truly looks like in Jesus Christ. So this is the third part. Are you excited about that? So the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ, has given us access to so many things. One of the greatest distinctives of the Christian life is this understanding of how we live with peace in the midst of turmoil or pain or struggles. It's the same distinctive that hope carries and joy carries, peace also carries. When the world looks at your life, the great distinctive on your life is even though you face the same things the world would face, somehow you have a settledness and a peace about who you are. But the world has tried to manufacture counterfeits for hope and joy. And they've done so in many different ways. But peace is not something that can so easily be faked. There are not many counterfeits actually to peace. There are many substances that people will take in order to try and find peace from their troubles. But genuine peace, the world doesn't have many counterfeits too. But they do have a view on peace. The world does have a view. Yet it's a poor substitute to what we as believers know to be genuine peace. I want us to read from John chapter 14, verse 25 to 27. This is Jesus speaking. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Now, this is probably a passage of Scripture you'll have no doubt read many times. It is interesting how even Jesus draws distinctive between the peace the world would give and the peace he gives and the peace that he leaves with us. The reality that Jesus is acknowledging is that the entire population, every human being, needs peace in their life. Every human being is in search of inward peace. But it's only in Him that we can find true and genuine peace. You cannot find it outside of a relationship with Jesus Christ. So what does the world try to give us? How does it try to explain peace? Well, I've tried to give you a few thoughts of my own this morning. Perhaps absence of trouble is the world's answer to peace. Or perhaps peace is an atmosphere of quietness or serenity. We've all bought into that one to some degree, haven't we? Isn't it quiet and peaceful here at the moment? Not here, but the thought is how quickly your peace and quiet can disappear when others show up. Perhaps you're on your pristine piece of beach up north somewhere and there's no one around and it's peace and quiet. It's very quickly ruined, is it not, when the family of five kids show up. You lose your peace and quiet. (laughs) Perhaps the way the world defines it is somehow to do with our surroundings. If you're walking through the gardens here in Christchurch and it's relatively quiet, perhaps you could say it's peaceful and that would be true. And yet you could be in that environment and be worried about many things and not have genuine peace. However, if peace is the absence of noise, the absence of problems or trouble, then peace is a product of our surroundings. If that's true, then during church you could not know peace. Peace. Yet you can, can't you? So that doesn't work. So when we look at what Jesus said here, that's exactly what I feel Jesus is getting at. It's not an atmosphere. It's not a surrounding that gives people truth, true peace. In fact, many people are trying to fill the silence and fill the gaps in their life because in the silence they're faced with their true humanity, their losses, their brokenness, their pain, or what they don't have. But there are some keys to peace that Jesus does offer us. And Paul, the apostle, speaks into it in Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 to 7. He says this, Rejoice in the Lord always. You like the word always, don't you? I will say it again. So he wants to reiterate it. Rejoice. Let your gentleness, gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, Present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Here's Paul again saying, Rejoice in the Lord always. Last week it was always be joyful out of Thessalonians. This week it's rejoice in the Lord always. The key is rejoice in the Lord in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. And then the peace of God will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Here's a thought. We must pray. Paul's picked up on it here in Philippians. In order to gain the peace of God that transcends understanding, we must pray because only in Jesus Christ can we find true peace. If Jesus says, my peace I give you, it means he is the giver of peace. If he says, I do not give as the world gives, then only in Jesus can we find true peace and it's something the world can definitely not give you. His peace is different from the world and something you cannot find in the world. No wonder Paul can say when writing to the Philippians that it's his peace that surpasses all understanding. But what is the implication here? If you are worried over some things, anybody worried over some things, don't put your hand up. Anxious or disturbed, by situations you are facing this Christmas, and you need peace in your heart, the reminder is you have to turn to Christ again. It's the only way. There isn't a backup option. There isn't another way to find peace. You can only find it in the Lord. Jesus Christ. That's what I love about Christmas. This gives us a chance, again, to remember He is Emmanuel, God with us, to remember the Savior that was born. Your peace cannot be found outside of a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, you may find a sense of comfort by hiding in a quiet, serene place, but you will never find true peace. Emotionally, you may feel good, but only Christ can give you true peace. Are you getting this this morning? So Jesus has promised his disciples peace. No wonder Jesus needed to say this. His disciples really needed it. Our scripture in John chapter five, Jesus is preparing his disciples for the fact that they're about to face the greatest shock of their lives. Jesus would soon be arrested and crucified. Their teacher and master of three years, who they loved would soon be taken from them forcefully. They would be left on their own for the first time. And very quickly, things are going to begin to look out of control for the disciples. And Jesus is preparing their hearts. Everything to them at that point is going to look like defeat. Judas managed to betray Jesus. He seemed to win. The soldiers arrested Jesus without much of a fight. And the people succeeded in killing him. The circumstances that the disciples find themselves in is going to look like failure. They needed to understand, and we still need to understand this morning, that nothing had gone wrong in God's eyes. Everything was still in God's plan. Everything was still in God's control. And when you understand that, you receive the peace of God. Here this morning is my first point on receiving peace. Trust in the sovereignty of God. Trust what Jesus says is very true. Only he can give you peace. Why? Because only God is in control of all things. If God can handle this entire universe, he can handle your problems. If he cannot, he is not God. And therefore we would have no guarantee of peace. But if we believe God is sovereign, God is in control, then guess what? We have nothing to fear, and you begin to see the distinctive of the Christian life. God is in control regardless of what my natural eyes see before me. That's trusting in the sovereignty of God. He is in control. Nothing is outside of God's control. It's going to be okay. Man cannot find peace on his own because man is not in control. We need to keep trusting God regardless ...of what we see going on around us in this world. He is in control. Peace is not a product of circumstances. It's a product of God. Peace is a gift from God found in the person of Jesus Christ. Not something we can earn by controlling our own circumstances. We again need to recognize that life is not in our hands... It was never meant to be. That's why David, the psalmist, penned Psalm 23, to tell us God is to be our life's shepherd. He is to be in control of our lives. We need to constantly be reminded, don't we, to let go and let God lead and let God help us. To be reminded that he is a God who is in control. He controlled the outcomes. He sent Jesus into the earth so you and I would ultimately receive the righteousness of Christ when he died upon the cross. God is a God who is in control. And since we can't depend on our own circumstances or on ourselves, our only option is to turn to God, trust in Him, and take the peace we need from Him. Here's the second thing. Leave your burdens with Him. Leave your burdens with Him. We suffer a lot in our humanity with all kinds of burdens and stress because we resort so quickly to taking control of our situation, and trying to manage our problems. I don't think you guys do that, but I do it. Try and control the outcome. Try and take control. I can figure this out on my own, and quickly cut God out of the equation, and in doing so, suffer stress and pain in the outcomes. We like to be in control, don't we? Can anyone admit that? And when things get outside of our control, the problem becomes bigger, and our ability to cope diminishes. And people so quickly lose hope, joy, and peace. So what is Paul's advice? And this is really important. Same passage, Philippians 4, the same two verses, 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It's when we present our requests to God Guess what we do? We invite God's control. And then and only then can we be anxious about nothing. See, it's when we're in control, we're gonna hold on to anxiety. When we release control to God, we can release the anxiety that goes with it. By letting the one who is in control of all things take care of our needs, then we can really truly have peace. However, if we do not let go, and let God carry our burdens, we will have to carry them by ourselves. Verse seven says, the peace of God which transcends our understanding. That's what guards your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. But it's only when we operate in verse six that we can truly have the fulfillment of verse seven. I believe that that's Paul's heart. Present your request to God, prayer and petition and thanksgiving. When you operate and function in that model, then you receive the peace of God which transcends all understanding. But it comes out of a place of prayer, petition, and thanksgiving to God because when you pray and petition God, you invite God's control into your life. You invite God's outcomes into your circumstance. You say to God, God, I am not in control. You are in control of my life. And you receive the peace that comes when you know that God is a God who is sovereign and in control, release your burdens to Him. As Paul says, to trust your needs and problems to God and then experience His peace. I love this His peace is not dependent on our circumstances. The situation you are praying about right now, it may not have changed yet. The issues that you may still very much be having may not have changed yet. The difficulties still around you may still be there, but trusting in God guess what? Peace remains. Peace remains. Here's the third thing. his peace by faith. Receiver's peace by faith. Peace is the Lord's promise to us. You don't have to earn it. Isn't that a good news? Don't you like that you don't have to earn the peace of God? When you trust your worries and cares to Him, you put your faith in who He is and what He is able to do. Faith. So tell him, speak to him, let him know what's going on in your heart and receive the gift of peace by faith. When you trust God, when you speak to God, you're putting your trust completely in him that's operating in faith. It's not fake like the world can offer. It's real. Jesus himself was persecuted. Jesus himself was rejected, betrayed, and yet somehow he still had peace. His peace was not the absence of difficulties, but the presence of God. Jesus was completely at peace because he knew God the Father was with him. And he knew his Father was in control. He knew his Father would take care of him. He knew he could completely trust in God the Father. And he says to the the disciples, this is the peace that I leave with you. That's the truth that Jesus leaves us. We need to take hold of it again this Christmas, that God is with us in the midst of what we face. He is in control and he is with you. He is Emmanuel, God with us. Psalm 29 verse 11, the Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. So we receive the peace of God and we receive this when we have peace with God. So in order to receive the peace that comes from God, we must first have peace with God. Look at Romans 5 verse 1. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Our hope, our joy, our peace come through what Jesus Christ has done for us. His birth changed everything. He became Emmanuel, God with us, God in human form, who would ultimately give up his life as a ransom for ours so we could know genuine peace with God. Jesus came at Christmas so he could die at Easter so that we could know peace with God and receive great peace in the midst of whatever we face from God. So peace is not the absence of problems. It's peace with God that gives you true peace in the midst of your pain and suffering. We were never promised a pain-free life. That good news for you this morning? We were never promised it. We cannot get away from pain and suffering and loss. But in the midst of great pain and suffering, we can still find hope, we can still find joy, and we can still find great peace. So this Christmas... Because of those things, we can celebrate the birth of the one who made all of it possible for us. Hope, joy, and peace made possible because of the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Are we doing all right? There's a great story about a painting contest promoted by a man who sought the perfect picture of peace. The artists were told to paint whatever they felt would portray Peace. Some artists painted serene landscapes with sunsets and fields of beautiful flowers. Another painted a still, quiet lake with a reflection clear as glass. Each was amazing and each was beautiful. But when the winner was unveiled, everyone gasped in disbelief. The title of the winning painting was Peace in the Midst of the Storm. We're going to put the picture up on the screen for you. Here's the painting Has anyone seen this before? The painting, Paul will have because he gave it to me, but painting that won the contest on peace. Does this look peaceful? At first glance, the painting looks anything but peaceful. Black clouds and lightning cover the sky. Waves crash down a jagged rocky hillside with raging waters below. How on earth could this be peaceful? Now take a closer look at the photo. Just beneath the waterfalls and just above the river of water, you will notice a bird... It should come up here on the screen with a nest of babies tucked underneath the edge of a rock. In the midst of a giant storm, the bird found sanctuary. Sorry, it's a bit blurry, but we had to blow it up. You can see it there in the middle. In the midst of the raging storm, the bird and her chicks are at great peace. What a wonderful picture of what peace is like for you and I. What about the distinctive of the Christian life? That even in the midst of the storms of life, you and I can still know peace and settledness in our hearts. Everything around us can be going crazy, but we can be at rest on the inside. And it's because of what Jesus Christ has done for you and I that we can know great peace in the midst of our storms because God is with us. Great picture, eh? How about another story? Another one that came from Paul, actually. So if it's not good, it's his fault. That's why I'm saying it. I wonder how many of you know the old hymn, It Is Well With My Soul. How many of you know this hymn? The opening verse says, When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to know, it is well, it is well with my soul. I wonder today if it is well with your soul? This Christmas, do you need to turn to Christ afresh with great thanksgiving for who he is? Maybe today you need to reach out to Jesus in a fresh way. There's no better time than Christmas. True peace finds itself at rest within the storms of life. Perhaps you are not at peace in the midst of your storm that you're facing at the moment. Can I encourage you To just in your way turn your heart back towards Him and place your trust completely in Him. To perhaps accept a fresh biblical hope, joy, and peace. So I ask you that question again is it well with your soul? If it is, we have much to celebrate this Christmas, don't we? I wonder if you know about this hymn, It Is Well With My Soul. I wonder if you know the story. Horatio G. Spafford wrote this hymn, It Is Well With My Soul it wasn't just a nice hymn. It came out of his own personal journey. Horatio was a successful lawyer and businessman in Chicago where he lived with his wife, Anna, and five children. In 1871, Horatio and Anna lost their son to pneumonia. And in the same year, much of their business was lost in the great Chicago fire. Think that's bad? It's worse. On November 1873, two years later, The French ocean liner, Villa de Havre, is that how you say it, close close to it, collided with a powerful iron-hulled Scottish ship while crossing the Atlantic with 313 passengers on board. Among the passengers were Mrs. Spafford and their four daughters. Although Mr. Spafford had planned to go, he found it necessary to stay in Chicago because of an unexpected business problem, and he planned to join his family a little later on. Suddenly, all of those on board were in grave danger. Anna hurriedly brought her four children to the deck. I love this. She knelt there with Annie, Margaret Lee, Bessie, and Tanetta, and prayed that God would spare them if that could be his will, or to make them willing to endure whatever waited for them. Within approximately 12 minutes, the ship slipped beneath the dark waters of the Atlantic, carrying with it 226 passengers, including the four Spafford children. The sailor rowing a small boat over the spot where the ship went down spotted a woman floating on a piece of wreckage. It was Anna. Still alive, he pulled her into the boat and were picked up by another large vessel, which nine days later landed them in Cardiff, Wales. From there, she wired her husband a message, which began, Saved, alone, what should I do? Another of the ship's survivors, Pastor Weiss, later recalled Anna saying, God gave me four daughters now they've been taken from me. Someday I may understand why. Mr. Spafford booked passage on the next available ship and left to join his grieving wife. With the ship about four days out, the captain called Spafford to his cabin and told him they were over the place where his children had drowned. According to Bertha Spafford Vesta, a daughter born after the tragedy, Spafford wrote, It is well with my soul while on the journey. Here's how, the as the worship team comes back, here's how this hymn goes. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. Though Satan should buffet, though trial should come, let the blessed assurance control that Christ hath regarded my helpless estate and hath shed his blood for my soul. My sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but the whole, is nailed to the cross and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, O oh, my soul. For me, be it Christ, be it Christ hence to live. If Jordan above me shall roll, no pang shall be mine for in death as in life thou wilt whisper the peace to my soul. But Lord, tis for thee, for thy coming we wait. The sky, not the grave, is our goal. O trump of the angel, O voice of the Lord, blessed hope, blessed rest of my soul. And the Lord haste the day when the faith shall be sight, the clouds be rolled back as a scroll. The trump shall resound and the Lord shall descend. Even so, it is well with my soul. Horatio Spafford wrote that hymn in the midst of his tragedy. Can you see the distinctive of the Christian life, hope, joy, and peace in the midst of incredible pain and suffering? Would you bow your heads with me as I pray? Lord, we thank you that the peace you bring into our lives is not the absence of trouble, but is a peace we have in the midst of the storms that life brings us we choose again to turn to you and to completely put our trust in you. We thank you for the truth of this hymn that even in the midst of severe heartache and pain, you offer us peace, that we can stand and say, it is well with my soul. Thank you for the reminder this Christmas that, Lord, we have been given genuine hope, joy, and peace that is found only in the person of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.